Hi, my name is Frankie. Thank you for listening to my mom. I never listen. so excited to be with the head coach of St. Louis, Rebecca Tillett. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to see you. Thank you for having me, Debbie. And every time we get a chance to talk to you, it's great. I know it's fun. We've become fast friends, right? Um, Last year, you played in our event down in Florida at the Gulf Coast Showcase and your team struggled a little bit, but look how you finished. Wow. Let's just take it back to last year for a second because, you know, you're, you're a new coach. and How did it all come together from beginning to the end? You know, I think just the unique journey with that group of women, it started with they learned really quickly. So, right, if you looked at our schedule early on and and what that looked like, but then how they stayed the course to learn and grow uh, was critically important. They learned quickly on film. And then just the storyline of believing, right, still believing there's an opportunity in front of you. And it's interesting being where we are now and this team learning similar lessons uh, that maybe weren't as anticipated as last year's were. We all in women's basketball know that this lady can coach. When you can come from where you came from and win where you won and then step into this role and win in the A-10 immediately, there's no secret sauce. I know what a hard worker you are, but give us a couple of tips on your leadership and communication style that you think transfers no matter what level or or what skill set your team has. Thank you, Debbie, for those kind words. I think... A big part of it is shared leadership, right? Like everywhere that I am, I want to lead with other people. So that's our staff, our captains, our leadership council. There have been game planning, game changing moments in the course of the great teams I've had the opportunity to coach that come sometimes from an unexpected person. And if you're willing to listen and you're open-minded to where the best ideas can rise, I think that happens. And in our environment, we encourage every single person, speak up. If you see something that's going to help us win this game, um, our scouts are really detailed. And probably any one person, maybe the head coach and the scout coach, remember all the details. (laughs) Everybody else has got to remember something. If you don't remember everything, that's okay. Remember your part and help us be great. You speak about remembering. And I know with my you know, decades in the game, I sit in the gym and I listen to a lot of coaches and I hear what they're saying at shoot around. I understand what they're emphasizing as a, as a parent and as a mom, you know, I'm, I'm always, you know, I'm thinking about three, you know, what are the three most important things? Uh, What are the three most essential parts of winning this game? When you're looking at putting it all together, you have so much material and try to trim it down to this couple of points. How do you get there? How do you get from all of this to a couple of really important keys that are going to affect winning? I think that's such a critical leadership question. And it's something that we try to do every game. And we'll even negotiate, right? Like, okay, we think this is the top thing that we need to be focused on. And you know what? Actually, that's number two now. And this is the number one most important thing. And I think that essence of teaching um, to our women and, and with our staff is, is trying to find that point that we can all lock in on. Um, and we try to limit the amount of keys we have on either side of the ball. 
Okay, so how about this year? Like every year is a new challenge, a new puzzle piece to put together. Uh, when you're looking at this group with where you are right now, knowing what you were able to accomplish last year, uh, how much faith and validation does your group have? Or maybe it's a belief or a trust. I'm not sure which one it, it could be. I'm sure it manifests itself in different ways at different times during the season. But uh, what would you say about where you guys are right now in the process? You know, one of the reminders we keep giving our women right now is we're actually ahead of the process last year. But the thing about winning championships and taking trips to the NCAA tournament is it erases all of the hard memories. And you have to remember that there were actually moments of struggle and adversity, even on the path to great heights of success. And so I think there's been some unanticipated challenges for this group because we feel like we've, you know, increased our ability in certain areas, yet we've had to figure some things out. Sometimes that was injury. Sometimes that was finishing a close game. Um, a good part of the season, it's been how to get our defense clicking as one unit. And I think this group has stayed very determined to figure it out together. And we have not, you know, played our best basketball yet. So I think we're really in that belief stage, right? And building that confidence. One challenge with the schedules that I keep creating somehow in the non-conference is just a lot of tests, a lot of yeah. tests. May or may not always be the best decision on my part. Uh, but in the long run, we do think there's a lot of value in what we learn. So let's talk about scheduling for a second, because I think that has become harder and harder for coaches because of the transfer portal and the bouncing around of players. You know, in you know, you might have had a three-year, four-year plan, and you're right, you're ahead of you're ahead of schedule. But with all the movement and the the way that players come and go today, how much more challenging is it for you to project forward? What kind of schedule you want to play with? What you anticipate will be your roster? Yeah, I think it does add a level of challenge. Um, we do a lot of research, right, on where we think a team is going to project. But you look at some teams that have reloaded from the transfer portal, and it's always a question mark. Are You can reload. Are they going to play together? Are they going to have great chemistry? And so I think that's probably where over the long haul of scheduling, we'll see challenges present um, because there's definitely some teams we played this year that I think were exceeding the expectations uh, based on how quickly they built their chemistry and vice versa. So now let's go to the A-10 because the league is as challenging as it's ever been. This could be a multiple bid year for the NCAA tournament. There are a lot of really good teams. It's a competitive night, every night in the league. And that's what we always want as, as uh, competitors outside of the competition, you know, for the good of the game. But when you're immersed in it right now, you know, what would you say about what you thought about the A-10, what you anticipated about what you you know, the league might be and then what the reality of the league really has been for you? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think the reality of the league is exactly what you said, right? You have to prepare for every single opponent in our league at a really detailed level and you have to convince your team that anything can happen on any given night, which it's the convincing part, right? Um, because we saw that last season as well, teams that were not starting out well, including us that finished really hot. Um, so I think that's really critically important. And then I don't know if there's as many leagues, you know, out there that are similar to ours, where it truly is, you know, whoever's preseason number one 
can be taken to the wire by preseason 15. Like that's absolutely true in our league last year and this year. Um, I prefer it, right? In terms of right, sure. compete, compete every single time. That's what gets us going. Yeah, I mean, we love the level of competition. I think it's great for fans. The quality of the product continues to deliver. There's a lot of metrics around the game that are changing. In your time, watching the branding, the rebranding, the resurfacing, the 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 fandom, um, all the things that are happening around the game. You know, what do you think your contribution as a head coach at a D1 level is to make sure that we're all together in pushing the game forward? Yeah, love this question. Hits it, hits it some passion chords for me. I think, you know, all the way thinking back to what happened um, with Sedona Prince and, you know, the conversation surrounding the game and the changes that were made from that. I think it's a great time to be a woman in sport, in any sport. And it's certainly a great time to be a woman in basketball. And you see what's happening in our game, the um, what's happening with individual players that are now at the heights of success and, um, you know, being covered at a really high level. You know, I think as a head coach, you know, my responsibility is to prepare our women for those moments and in the meetings and the, the spaces that I'm in to continue to push the game forward. Um, I've often said it'd be so interesting if someone did a timeline of the men's game and the women's game, when they started, when the heights of success happened for each league. I think we're right on track for when we should be exploding if you put the timeline side by side when opportunity began for women. So I think my role is just to keep pushing the conversations forward and and help these women understand their power in their space. I'm going to have to get the Antonelli research staff on that. <laughs> A research staff of two, me and BMAC. Um, I'm sure his wheels are turning right now as he's producing our podcast. Okay, so, you know, I, I have done the podcast while driving in the past. And no one says anything to me because I think they probably get it. And as a mom with kids and, you know, all the busy schedule that we have and the, the coming and the going and all the stuff, I mean, you get what I'm doing, right? I mean, I'm trying to fit it all in, right? How do you fit it all in? Well, I have a, I have a parallel story with you. When I interviewed for the job at St. Louis, you and I have shared, you know, my son has been through some medical procedures. And one of my Zoom interviews with St. Louis was in the car when he was getting his infusion inside the building. So as busy moms, right? You got you got to find a way. And I think oft, oftentimes people don't realize that the people we lead are watching and they want to know, how do you do that? Can you do that? And I remember telling the story about you, Debbie, you have one of the most detailed calendars um, that I've seen in your color coordination and uh, putting all the pieces together. So I think just that shared responsibility to my family and to our program and leading these great women um, you know, we take it all really seriously. You know, there's um, several moms around the game that are, have children. And then there's other moms like us that have a special situation with uh, one of our kids. Um, everybody knows my story with Frankie. So I, I'm not going to share that. Uh, take your time right now on that because you know the story too. But tell us a little bit about your story with your son and your family and because many people may not know. And I, I think it's important that we share this because, you know, you and I are only sharing because we want to be able to help others that might be in a similar situation. So um, 
you know, I've never really had anybody think that I was being braggadocious about our my situation. What you know, why would you be braggadocious about that, right? right. But you would you would think that some of the experiences that we've had have made us better moms, better in our career, better things that we can provide in our communities. Uh, tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah. So our son Jack was diagnosed with. PANDAS, Pediatric Autoimmune Neuropsychiatric Disorder Associated with Strep in 2017. We had never heard of it. We knew nothing about it. And we've been on this journey. And he's actually receiving treatment, just finished day two of six of plasmapheresis, which is the treatment that works best for him, which is a procedure that removes your antibodies from the blood. And it's interesting because I always check with Jack about sharing his story. And recently there was a, a well-written article um, in St. Louis about him. And I was a little nervous as a mom, right? Him hearing the story after sure. I share too much. Did I share the right amount? And Jack said to me, if it helps one person. And what an example, right, he is and the strength that he's had on his journey. Um, and his journey has caused him to have interrupted schooling, interrupted childhood, um, and, you know, as I said, right now in the middle of conference play, he's, he's getting healthy. So just, we want to be there to support other families going through this and, and continue to educate people about pandas. And I've had parents reach out to us after benefit games that we do, um, or educational games and just want to keep being leaders in this space, both, both Jack and I. Well, you certainly are doing that, and uh, I admire you sharing and, and thank Jack for his celebrity because I know my guy thinks he's a big celebrity. Like, <laughs> he's happy to share uh, any autograph or uh, he wants to know when I'm getting on, him on TV next. And, I love uh, I just happened to get him on TV twice because I was at Clemson calling a men's game. And so uh, he's walking around like big man on campus right now. So uh, let's I, go, I, thank I, you. That's right. <laughs> You know, Jack and Frankie, you know, like we, we need to keep making sure we provide hope. That's the most important thing. And giving Absolutely. other families like ours a chance to, you know, believe that there's there's something else out there that, that can benefit them. I know we've experienced so many wonderful things through Frankie. Um, and my, my other boys are great young men because of it. And uh, I'm really proud of them, too. So um, what, what would you say if you were... Um, asking somebody to support uh, Jack and your family, like how, how would you want that message to be shared? Yeah, great question. I think one of the hardest parts for families with pandas is that because it is a lesser known condition, people don't automatically know how to help, right? If we hear that someone's diagnosed with cancer, we know what to do, right? We know to take things off the family's plate. We know to send meals. We know to do that. I always say that the things that you can do the most to help are one is ask, right? Ask how Jack's doing. So thank you for doing that, Debbie. And, you know, let these families know that they're not alone. And then as the research progresses, right? Stanford's studying it, Columbia's studying it. We need the research and the science to catch up and, and those messages to get out to physicians and families and, and people. So us spreading this message and using your platform, Debbie, really helps. Oh my goodness, you're doing the same thing. I mean, when research gets to it and we can improve the quality of life for not just the, the individual, but the, for their entire family, it's definitely worth sharing the message and the story because Jack is right. If it can just help one person, then that's, that's what's important. Okay, so uh, parting shot, Rebecca, like, you know, you and I could go on and on and, you know, I'm just driving. So uh, <laughs> when you when you think about 
what you've got to look forward to. We're, we're in mid-January. There's a lot of basketball in front of us. You know, you had a special finish to your season last year. You know, wh what are you thinking right now about how you're prepping your team for what's next? I think in terms of preparation for our team is, you know, we, we had a glimpse of where this team can be early in non-conference play when we put back-to-back -back games together against Missouri and Missouri State, two worthy, worthy opponents. And so for us, it's how do we build that same momentum um, and get back to that? And I think I think we're in the midst of it right now. I think it's just started, and I think we're going to see over the course of the next few games uh, that our team is accessing those new levels of shared confidence, right? And when we do that, we are very dangerous together. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm excited to see moving forward. We love following your success. Uh, nothing but net is always going to be a big fan of yours, Rebecca. So thank you for taking the time and uh, good luck moving through the rest of the schedule. Thank you so much, Debbie. And thanks for all you do for the game.